Rising Revolution, I am Ashworth Grayson, the synthetic vocaloid and Kijutsu Jonin of Rising Revolution. With me, we have Zephyr, our melodious blade singer on lead guitar. We have Saldris, the symphonic oathbreaker on rhythm. We have Kadir Elliott on bass, our resonance techno mage, and of course, our umbral reverberator, Seraph. All right, this next one is a bit of a fan favorite and is a favorite of the bands as well. This one is called Beasts of the Night. Let's go. One, two, one, two,
Thank you very much. This next one is Revengeance.
fucking episode this is because I always fuck it up. Again. I was, I was driving like I couldn't see. Dying. My hair. Dead. I've been there. Dying sauce. All right. This is episode... Exactly. <laughs> All right, hello. This is River City Sounds, episode 53. I am Cole by myself today, and we have with us... Rising, Rising Revolution. Revolution! Very nice. Let's go around from my clockwise and get you guys to introduce yourselves. What you do in the band, please? First, awesome. Okay, um, hi, I'm Kadir. I'm the uh, bassist. And our residential Canadian. <laughs> that too. Residential Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Friendly neighborhood Canadian. <laughs> I'm Ash Wolf Grayson. I am the band leader as well as the male vocalist and guitarist of Rising Revolution. I write all of the stuff, basically. What's going on, man? My name is uh, Zeldris. I'm the rhythm guitarist. Project. Is it my turn? Yes, oh, okay. yes it is. Uh, what's poppin'? My name's Nick. I got two main titles, but I exist. <laughs> what are your two main titles? Huh? What are your two main titles? Uh, well, I am the makeup artist, and what else? I just say Slash keyboardist in training. All right. I twaining. Uh, hey, what's up? Uh, my name is Zephyr McGrath. I am the lead guitarist as well as backup vocalist, and I'm the residential Australian. <laughs> Are you guys all actually from Australia and Canada? Or you yeah. Just, okay, cool. Very cool. I, I am Serif. I play drums and backup vocals, and I'm the resident minor. <laughs> yeah. The only one under... I was about to ask, so how old are you guys, all of you? Uh, so uh, I'm 24. Um, can you? Okay. Uh, I just turned 20. I'm 24. I just turned 28. I'm 16. Okay. <laughs> Funny story about how that happened. If he wants to, please tell it. Yeah, so basically our other vocalist, our female vocalist, Artemis, who couldn't be here with us. Shout out to you, Artemis. I hope you're doing well. Love um, you. Seraph is actually Artemis's niece. And we were kind of strapped uh, on a drummer for a show. And Artemis recommended Seraph. And um, it was supposed to have been just really a one-time thing. But she's grown with uh, the rest of us. And... She kind of naturally became a, a permanent fixture in the band. It's like it just happened, like, like, like over time, like organically. It's just like we didn't even discuss it. It just happened. Like the more yeah. she practiced with us and just decided, okay, yeah, look, you know, to fill in, uh, it just became more and more like uh, that hive mind is like, all right, she's our drummer now. Mm-hmm. Eventually, <laughs> eventually went from, hey, when's the uh, when's the next show you need me to? All right, when's next practice? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she just automatically assumes like she's she's needed and she great. is very much. I mean, you told me you wanted me at every practice. I did. I, after a while, because after a while, everyone like Zephyr said, everyone else already just accepted it. So we were just like, just just show up to everything. <laughs> so how long ago was that? That was last that was, November. That was back okay. in November. I, I first joined in November. I think it was like the 23rd or something. Yeah, just about there. that. Yep. Oh, my brother's no, birthday. Like <laughs> okay, so how long has the band Rising Revolution been around? A minute. <laughs> so um, I started Rising Revolution with my uh, childhood friend, Jose. Um, in 2014, we were both uh, in our sophomore year in high school, like very, pretty much the tail end of it. Um, and we had just been, you know, writing songs together in our school's band room and just shooting ideas back and forth to each other. After a while, it grew to a point where we were just like so amazed at what we could try to accomplish, and we decided, hey, let's let's make a band out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't really complete the lineup until about 2016, 
Um, but since then, we've been hitting the ground running, uh, trying to play as many shows as we can, and also fine-tune our sound and mm-hmm. make mature it a little bit and uh, try to push out our first album. So has Rising Revolution been in Richmond its entire time? Yes, uh, we were founded pretty much here. Okay. Uh, Richmond Community High School was where it was born. Very nice. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting to hear it from a high school as opposed to starting from a VCU place. That's mm-hmm. definitely interesting. Um, right. Also, was it always Rising Revolution, and what's the inspiration behind that name? Well, no, it wasn't, actually. We workshopped a couple of names. Um, first, we started off as Legion, uh, but that's what I call our followers now. Okay, fine. Um, well, then we tried, um, we tried Rebels Rising. I was like, or something to that effect. It's close, um, getting there. Yeah, so, but I, got, I get a lot of Prince comparisons. Okay. And so when I started telling people, hey, I'm starting a band, or I'm in, I'm, I'm, my band just started up, and they were like, oh, so what, you got your own, like, The Revolution? I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not even close to that level yet. Okay. But we could be. Yeah. Rising Revolution. There we go. That's a, that's a, that's a good story right there. But I can see maybe like for yourself specifically more of a Prince aesthetic for like visuals, but not as so much musically. So what would you guys consider yourselves uh, for your genre? For this we music? are symphonic power metal. So basically, if you're familiar with heavy metal, so the, our, their, our style of power metal is very much closer to the European style, mm-hmm. which basically takes speed metal and injects it with a lot of fantasy lyrics, a lot of sci-fi lyrics, things that normally wouldn't be talked about in other metal subgenres. Um, but you take all of that and then you add a classical element to it. Um, take a lot of inspiration from say like Bach or uh, Paganini. Pachelbel. Um, Pachelbel, Handel. Uh, mostly Baroque artists, or most Baroque composers rather, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but you take all of that and that's how you create symphonic power metal. Is that a term you guys created yourselves? No, it's actually okay. been a term that was, um, a lot of its early tracings was back in 94 or mm-hmm. around that time when born. Rhapsody <laughs> of Fire back then just called Rhapsody, mm-hmm. or actually they were Thundercross first, then they became Rhapsody, then became Rhapsody of Fire. But they are the ones that really pioneered the symphonic power metal uh, subgenre. Okay. So um, you mentioned earlier that uh, I'm going to relate it a little bit to Coheed and Cambria in that way, that you have <clears throat> an overarching story and your music kind of tells the story. Is that kind of correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So you guys using, is that a comic book you guys are writing or is that something else? Like what's the... Uh... That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done so far for that side of the story? Well, we're, we're entertaining ideas of going into outside medium like comics. It's mm-hmm. been thought of for years now because everyone says this is so interesting that you guys are making a story you should make a comic out of it yeah, um, if we ever did claudio sanchez would be proud oh yeah <laughs> but yeah so um so yeah basically this what happened was it started because my brother and i started a dnd campaign um when we when we wrote our dnd campaign and we decided to run it it was basically just me him and then my friends and um, that you know, we're in Rising Revolution at the time. We just played through one giant D and D session, mm-hmm. and everything that happened live in that um, in that session, we wrote it down. It's dope. And we wrote and we just detailed the story around the notes that we took from that D and D session and how everything played out. And that's how we were able to write the story of the first album. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't get him talking about the lore. He'll be going for like All right, thank you. Hour. Thank you for the warning. There was a lot of world building, yes. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting because my girlfriend, she also is a D&D um, 
What's the word I'm looking for? Nerd. Game master? Is, no. <laughs> What's the dungeon, word? Dungeon, dungeon master. master. Yeah. She's a dungeon master, yeah. and she also is trying to write a book, a series on her Hello, uh, story as well. Hello, fellow forever DM. <laughs> and um, I don't know, a couple years ago when I started collecting like DC toys, I kind of did a similar thing where I started making like, I have like a Teen Titans trilogy I have written. Nice. Actually, it's kind of I a similar thing. I started working on a Titans trilogy too yeah, when I was younger. Um, oh, what else was I going to say? And also, that's how Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian was written too. They were playing with their action figures. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. Um, this might be a little bit pointed, and I'm sorry if it is, but uh, specifically because of your 10-minute song, Samurai, um, how much do you guys love Samurai Jack? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that, can, that can be an answer. Uh, it's Samurai Jack. Have maybe, maybe a little sort of kind of had everything to do with it. Yeah. And you guys that, can. Um, I, I may not have wanted to uh, go as a samurai jack for Halloween for like five years in a row. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I didn't get to do it, but I, I may not. But I'm not saying I wanted to. But I'm not saying. I <laughs> okay, so funny story. We don't normally play that song for ten minutes. I recorded it. The really? Other night. It was about. 14 and a half minutes. Yeah. So you shortened a, it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there is a longer just jam out version. And it's just like that because we like the way that the ending chords played out so much. And it gave us so much freedom of expression at that mm. part. So we really just wanted to take that and run with it for our live shows where we pretty much have all the time in the world. Yeah. Which we do the exact same thing mm -hmm. with uh, Freedom and Glory. Because funny how you mentioned having the freedom. Because uh, <laughs> basically it's like, it always basically just like, you know, we would just end every single song like you know however it was supposed to be done but then as we basically grew and the more we practiced and the more it's just like you know we kept getting better at each song and let's say like you know for myself uh, my knowledge of music theory is actually getting a whole lot better thanks to ash um piano players will do that keyboard players will do that absolutely i mean i mean he did teach himself music theory so I know time signatures. But, uh, but yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. like as we basically just kept practicing and getting a whole lot better, like the endings to certain songs like, you know, uh, Samurai and Freedom and Glory, uh, they just turned into like little jam sessions. So mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, we're just going to stop until either North can't keep going or Ash actually t uh, accused us to stop. <laughs> so okay. if, if, it, if it was up to us and everything, we would just have an entire set of just nothing but Freedom and Glory and, or just like Samurai jam session and then... Uh, Freedom and Glory jam session so it would literally just be like an hour set of just those two songs okay. that's satisfying <laughs> I, 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 I would die that sounds like so a yeah great. I was gonna ask I, I was struggling at the end of Samurai earlier mm -hmm. no I was gonna ask you, you what does it feel like to have written and that's performed why. a song that lasts over 10 minutes long because that was almost exactly 10 minutes I'm fairly certain I was trying I'm to time used, it I'm used to it because of my classical and okay, fair. background um, but so I, it really didn't matter as much to me as long as we made it dynamic, as long as we gave the ten, uh, made the 10 minutes rather worth it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we try to do in Samurai. Yeah, it's long, but we try to make sure that we captivate every single second of it. You don't necessarily just want to have, like, excuse the pun, but like a 10-minute masturbatory solo. You more want to have, like, each part actually have a purpose in it so it doesn't feel like 10 minutes. Exactly. Is that what you're trying to say? And you can ba and it'll basically sound like five different songs at times mm -hmm. but still mesh perfectly into one which kind of i feel like can can justify the time limit if you really want to just sit down and give something to listen mm -hmm. and that's one of the things i love about doing that because it it takes it basically just takes away from like all the years that i did like uh choir and stuff like that in high school and even when i went to norfolk state where i'm just like standing there for god knows how long and it's just like oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, we're done? Okay. Or at least with this, I can at least have fun with it. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm completely used to doing long songs. My, I'm a big prog metal fan. My favorite okay. song is 23 minutes long. What, what's I, I the name? Can, I about it's, say, it's the Holy Trinity by Tool. Okay. I about to say, because you can probably guess like who it is. <laughs> There's a lot of bands with a lot of long songs. Like yeah. Sleep, the whole album is just one song, isn't it? I mean, it? Yeah, Rush. Rush. X Japan Rush, literally yes. made an entire album full of just one 28-minute song. Nice. So I was going to ask you guys, um, you guys, at least, you said you had at least one release out. How many releases do you guys hold out? Yes, yeah, so we have um, two that are out right now. Our first single back in 2018, which is Power Forever. Mm-hmm. And then we just recently, uh, last month, dropped our double single uh, okay. for our first album, Beast of the Night and Freedom and Glory, are now songs that you can listen to on Spotify and YouTube and anywhere that streams music pretty much. Okay, so your first album, that's coming up here soon. Yes, we're still in the process of recording it right now. Okay. We are pretty much um, more than halfway done with it, surprisingly. We're just, ho- we're just hoping to be done with it by the end of the year. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Do you, uh, who are you recording it with? Are you guys doing that yourselves? Yeah. Well, so little it's, a, it's a mixture of what yeah, happens. Because it's like, uh, if, uh, like he'll, he'll come up with whatever or like tweak something. He'll do it at home. He'll send it to uh, everybody in our group chat. And then uh, it's just like we'll come up with whatever or we like whatever he came up with and cool. And it's just like um, when we go to uh, basically like when we actually go to record, record, we actually do that at uh, Sound of Music Studios. Okay, yeah, I've heard. I do a bit, fair bit of the mixing and um, uh, tracking for all the orchestral arrangements in the songs beforehand at my home studio. The and then after I get the orchestral arrangements together, then I give them to our producer John, mm-hmm. and he just kind of works his magic with those and making them sound even better. You still, um, you are still interning over there? Hmm? You still interning over there? Uh, that's the plan. <laughs> um, I, I, we were recording Revengeance not too long ago, and Ash was recorded how, like eight tracks of different instruments on his guitar. Yep. Was it was it eight? It was about eight. It was about eight. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to say that it's more. <laughs> you wrote 326,000. Oh, wait until the second album. All the orchestral parts are going to be so layered because it's going to be sounding bigger. Like, if I, so the thing is, the, all of our albums that I have planned, because I have planned beyond this mm-hmm. first and second, um, have pretty much like their own thematic element across the power metal genre. Like, I would say our first album is probably going to be more akin to the likes of like Glory Hammer. Um, you know, kind of like more like fun, light-hearted sounding um, power. But then it's gonna the second album I plan to be much more grandiose mm. in scale, uh, kind of like the Nightwishes and the Zandrias of the metal world. Okay. Um, the third one is supposed to be more proggy, so, and also very like happy. Someone's looking forward also. to it. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like. Like, if Dream Theater was happy all the time, was basically <laughs> okay. what I had planned. And then the fourth album was very dark, very menacing, because it's about vampires. And <laughs> but no, that's very neoclassical and very um, minor key, like, so dark. And, like, Power Wolf and Rhapsody of Fire had, had like, a baby. That, that's basically what I planned that. It's dark, just like my soul. <laughs> right. So this may not be a unanimous uh, answer here, but do you guys have a preference between DIY house shows or more organized venues? Uh, personally, I prefer the one that's organized by far. Mm. Yeah. Personally, I am fine with both, but I do uh, prefer more organized uh, setups and everything because 
I played in uh, this one band called DNA for four years, mm-hmm. um, and basically it's just like we had a couple times where we had to do some stuff ourselves, but it was great when we actually had uh, like everything organized and everything. Because uh, the first time I really experienced that was when we actually played at the National. That was actually my first time ever being oh. there. Um, funny enough, we actually headlined that night and we shot a music video. Uh, so, sorry, shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. Please do. But, uh, but yeah, so it's just like having um, that extra, you know, assistance where, you know, it's like we have people helping set up or just like, okay, where do you need this? Where do you want this? And then on top of that, actually having somebody to take care of the sound so that we don't have to do it our damn selves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just great because it allows us to set up and take and uh, basically like break down a whole lot faster. Uh, what are other shared instrument interests? What are other shared interests other than music? Video games, video games, games. Yeah. anime, yeah. anime. The majority of this band is my D and D group. Okay, very dope. So you guys, we're, we're all just a huge pile of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys can answer this individually if you want, but what is your favorite anime to watch? Maybe not of all time, but Berserk. maybe maybe right now. Berserk. 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 Okay. Good old Attack on Titan. Hell yeah, my girlfriend loves based, that shit. But Rezero. <laughs> what you mean, base? Go ahead and say it. Go ahead. What is it, Boku no Pico? No! Yeah. Hey. 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 No! <laughs> Funny enough, I've never watched it. But uh, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Okay. I love Demon Slayer. I personally don't have a favorite because I have basically have, uh, like a lot of different anime. I'm very well-rounded. I'm not a basic bitch like some people here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will say like one of, one of my top tier favorites, and nobody give me crap for this, uh, High School DxD. Yes, yes. Sir. <laughs> yes sir. All right. I think I might I cause a rift here. I know you were waiting to just unload <laughs> Demon Slayer. I was. Mm. I mean, I mean, for Christ's sake, like she literally uh, calls her phone Nezuko, and her main notification tone is Nezuko going. Hmm. Hmm. I'm surprised she didn't go off. Yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> She'd be talking bad to me sometimes. So, subbed uh, or dubbed? I was about to say another interest I have. Well, so mostly sub for me, but there are a few dubs that I really can say are. So Genuinely fun. good. If you watch dub, you're a nerd. Like There's both. only. I, I mean, I watch both, but I I, pref- I personally prefer dub a little bit more because just like there are times where it's like you know you're watching the sub and everything. I can read fast when I'm reading to myself and everything, but there are times where it's just like you know okay you're reading the dialogue, but then something else pops up on the screen, so you got to read what the hell that says. Take Japanese like I did, so you can watch well, all the so here's, well. here's the thing: well, I would I would have <laughs> been high school. I would have been high school, but the fact of the matter is, there was only one Japanese teacher when I was in high school, and they were at Clover Hill. You can they do were, it now. Yeah, I can do it now. I mean, I'm here. I know some things. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> what is the best taco place in Richmond? Oh boy! Oh, oh that's oh, chicken fiesta. It's um no, oh, it's it's this hole in the wall by a whole street outlet. I can't remember what it's called. No, you know what it is? Soul Taco, man. Soul Taco. I'm sorry, Chicken Fiesta. But every time I have a Soul Taco. Not sponsored. Oh my god, that shrimp. Not sponsored. Not that That shrimp taco I had? Yes, and and their cocktail tasted so well with it too. I think it's just straight up called Authentic Mexico Restaurant. It's by Whole Street Outlet. It's got the best tacos. I mean, that sounds legitimate. That's what I know what you're talking about. I just haven't been there. I prefer to make my own tacos. Hell yeah, okay. Honestly, same. 
see, best yes, tacos. Uh, for me, I would say it's whenever my dad actually makes uh, like tacos and Wait, so any Mexican fish because mm-hmm. he's Hispanic. Yes. So it's just Hell like, yeah. get that off. Get, get that, that authentic. authentic. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's our favorite river spot? You guys can answer individually. If Rivers. Bell Isle. River. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I for me it's Belle Isle. Um, second would be uh, uh, the Rappahannock. Okay. I basically, been, went camping up there a couple times with one of my friends. Um, yeah, basically it's just like, uh, but for me personally, it's just like, yeah, I would definitely go with Belle Isle. There's so many different places where you can walk. And also just like, there's uh, one spot where Ash and I went to two years ago. He and I just sat there and talked for like, what, like three hours? That's my favorite spot because there's a perfect view of the skyline right there. So, what's our favorite snacks? Zaps. <laughs> Zaps. Zaps voodoo. I, I, I'd rather hear that than Takis. Holy crap. I mean, Takis are pretty good, too. Shut up. Hot, flaming I mean, hot Cheetos. Look, just because you had a bag the you other night. You ever had Turbos? Mm. The hell is that? Mm. Offering Takis. <laughs> 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 so, I, got no I have several favorite snacks, man. Yeah. Um, mint matcha milkshakes. Um, You're welcome. Pretzels are the best. Ew. No. Hands down. Best we, snack you know how many pretzels we've gotten for an answer on this show? I'm not kidding. We've got pretzels so many times. You'd be pretzels surprised. Good. There's yeah. always that one. The best. There's always that yeah. one. That says we had like a whole band say pretzels one time. It was oh kind of weird. God. Have you ever had anyone say Zaps No. Because you're the only one. Nobody knows. It is good beer food too. It is good beer food. I mean, I know because you, you gotta catch me. You gotta catch me on a good day. Yeah, I don't got no preference. <laughs> Same here. Oreo I, I love drinks. Yes, sir. Stock up. It's like give me like some apple juice or some mango juice or. Yeah. Okay, maybe that would be a little bit easier. Bite me. How about that? What is a uh, what's everyone's favorite drink then? Yeah. Alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Disgusting. How about say sake? Non-alcoholic. Either or. I love me some Dr. Pepper. Ain't gonna lie, but alcoholic, <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to go no. with Mike's. <laughs> what Ramen flavor is Dr. Pepper? Mm. Hands down, root beer. All right. You said what? Hands down, root beer. Mug. Root beer? Yes! Yes, Mug. Yes, Mug. If you say barks, you're wrong. <laughs> barks is like like when you have no other choice. Barks is basically when you just want diabetes. <laughs> it's just too freaking sweet. It's obviously, the hierarchy is obviously mug, then A and W, and then just barks. Then whale poop, and then there's barks. No, ro- strawberry God, Have you ever seen a whale crap in the ocean, man? <laughs> yeah, it's very oh strange. Why have you? Why? Yeah, Animal why Planet, man. I yeah. Animal Planet. This, this like the natural. Nat G- I watched yeah, the Nat G- G- in person. I also watched a chimpanzee pee off a cliff. I watched a chimpanzee piss in its own mouth. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, it was hanging upside down and nobody saw it coming. We went oh, Nobody saw it coming. Real we and the person recording, for whatever time. reason, they're just like, I don't know why, I just could not stop recording. <laughs> that's the wrong kind of food and drink. Right. That's not my favorite. <laughs> like, no disrespect to anybody who ended that shit, but oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. 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 You're weird, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to round out the rest of the year, do we have any band goals? Uh, Kadir get getting album. an amp. Yeah, Kadir getting an amp. Murray getting a mic stand. Murray had the band. Um, <laughs> what? 
What? Anyway, push this album out. That's what the goal is by the end of this year. Uh, We have this album planned for eight years. It needs to come out, and we need to move on to the second. Let's see. So yeah, let's see. We got uh, push the album out. Uh, There's basically getting everybody on board with my side project. That's basically a melodic metalcore project. Oh my. I already I mean, told you. I already told you you were in. This was we were made aware. It's like we, it's like I, I, we had established that last time I asked you how fast can you do the double bass, and you just went ham. I'm like, all right, you're you're my drummer now. You're in. So there's that. Um, like like we said, Kadir getting a freaking amp for, finally. My mic stand. Uh, yeah, Love a couple you. more of like microphones. Basically, stopping up, stocking up, stocking up more stuff. And this this one's a personal one. Is basically just getting. Uh, well, not just really getting, but. Upgrading my home studio, mm-hmm. uh, basically that was so it's just like I can uh, track more stuff. And mine. Hey, at least uh, you got yeah. a home studio. My, I put my drums in a shed with no insulation. At least you got somewhere to put it your drums. It doesn't even have power. <laughs> but you got somewhere to put your drums. It's just like we can at least make it so that like, okay, once we Ooh. at least get our stuff and everything, set that stuff up. Come tax season, I should get an electric drum kit and just put it somewhere in the living room. I have. As part of like the... I guess the home studio. Home and practicing. So whenever there's like practice or anything like that, or if North wants to track drums, you can just use the, that drum kit. Yeah, because that's something I, I would have done. That's something I would have done, but I don't have enough room in my office to do so. I got to wait till she and I get our own place to do that. I yeah. mean, if we had bigger stages, I would bring my full kit because I have a I have a hybrid kit, right? Right. But we never have a stage big enough for two drum kits total. You classes, you got this, man. I would use every bit of that hybrid kit. I'm sure. Oh, Basically, right. one of the few stages out there where you'd be able to do that, if we can book it, which is hard to do, I know for sure, is, is the national. That stage is huge. Oh, and finally, finish writing my solo EP. That too. Very <laughs> busy. Also, uh, I guess I continue, also continue with uh, Nix's uh, lessons. Yes, oh, hopefully, yeah. I get some balls. <laughs> so, um, we should be able to get this episode out within a week. What are your next upcoming shows that our audience can come listen to you guys at? Funny enough, we actually have one coming up on the first up in Fredericksburg. Okay, where's that at? If you can give some yeah, specifics. Yeah, Casey's Music Alley in Fredericksburg, and then after that, we've got our um, we have our upcoming festival that we started. As a okay. Festival Revolution Metal RVA. Um, our original date to do it uh, is July 15th. We're trying to see if we, because we might have to extend it, so stay tuned for that news. But we are definitely going to put this on at the very least by the end of August. Ooh, my babe. Huh? August 28th. You have what? August 28th. August 28th, I heard. August 28th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. August 28th. So it's All right, so yeah. Uh, and then all, we've got. Uh, showing on two other shows. Yeah. Uh, so we're playing at BMFA August okay. 5th um, for Rhythm on the River. And then on August 14th, we're going to be part of the Twisted Culture Arts Festival, which the band was a part of before, but we haven't been there since 2019. So it's kind of cool. Uh, that's going to be over at Hardywood over in Scott's Edition. So it's going to be a, a pretty jammed packed period of shows and more recording for us so definitely stay tuned for all of that all right sounds great guys uh so where can we find you and your music at so uh our you can find us on spotify uh pretty much rising revolution um if you go to risingrevolution.bandcamp.com not only will you be able to listen to the tracks but if you want to support what we do directly you can buy the track from us and uh hold on to it forever and ever and ever and um also, <laughs> yeah, souvenir. Also, uh, you know, on YouTube, on uh, 
Pandora, Apple Music, all everywhere you can pretty much stream music. Very nice. All right, guys, this was episode 53 of River City Sounds. I am Cole, and we have with us... Rising Revolution, baby! All right, appreciate you guys being on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, we are Rising Revolution. Uh, that was Revengeance. All of our songs are narrative-based, and the main protagonist of our upcoming debut album is a samurai brought from the 23rd century Earth over to the planet Nexus to save their people from the Apocrypha, a clan of demons from, you know, space. I know, it's, it's, you need to be high to understand it, honestly. Spice. But, space. Spice. So, this song, this next song that we're about to play is about that samurai and his mighty deeds as the champion. So, once again, this is Samurai.
We have one last song for you guys, and this is gonna be quite the banger. So even if you're in your car, or you're, you're laying in your bed, or you're in the middle of Chesterfield Town Center, somehow in your underwear, not sure what you're doing there in your underwear, we want you to headbang anyway. So here it is, freedom and glory. One, two, one, two, ready. 